All right, we are recording. Can you talk into your mic real quick? Just check, talking. check. Is All it right, picking we're good up? To go. Yeah. Um, so, what is this week six? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, we're we're over a month. We're getting into it. Um, I will say I'm surprised that obviously we plan a little bit. Um, I'm interested to see how this every other week goes. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that we're planning it. So we'll basically, we're just going to be recording every other week and recording two episodes at yeah. once. That way, we can just not have to meet up every single week. Saves on gas, obviously. Um, you can spend more time with Emily and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the charger for my. I was confused as to what that was. But, um, but yeah, so we're going to try that. It'll be interesting, but I think it'll work. I mean, this one was, it was just like planning a regular yeah. episode, I feel like. And um, it's a topic that, you know, we definitely don't. We could spend hours on it, but we don't need oh, to. Oh, yeah, for the first so one, definitely. We definitely don't want to um, get that deep into it. Yeah, so episode six. Thank you for everyone. Again, I didn't look at the numbers, but I did look at past numbers of because I can look at each individual episode mm-hmm. and see how many downloads. Now, to be fair, I'm assuming that's downloads across all platforms because Podbean is the host network, and so it shows that yeah. I'm assuming it's Spotify, Apple, Podbean. Um, and we're we're averaging twelve. That's not bad. Twelve is the middle. Twelve is the average uh, that that we've got. Which yeah, that's I'm perfectly fine yeah. with that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, whoever you, I know, it's some cousins. It's friend Matt is one. Uh, I love you, Matt. Yeah, I love you, Matt. He talks. Uh, he was like, "Thanks for the shout out." I mean, hey, we were talking about <laughs> it a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the Devo, uh, and then we got a more another another deep question. It's not a question that. Is, is definitely brought important up important as to like salvation and stuff yeah. like that, but it is something that you know Christians debate. Um, so I think it'll be an interesting. I conversation. think it's going to become more relevant. I'm as interested we go on. to see what you think. Yeah, because my my views of this have changed a little bit, but not a lot. Mm. Um, so we'll go ahead and do the Devo first. Um, so the Devo is kind of simple and actually made me think of you, which is why I did it. Um, it's cute. <laughs> it was it was one of the daily verses during the week. It's Proverbs seventeen seventeen. It says a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a difficult time. So obviously, Proverbs is just uh, all kinds of different say- sayings. Basically, um, when you're reading Proverbs, like like for me, like when I'm trying to do a devo or um, like a quiet time or anything like that, I like to read more than just the specific verse. I like to go back at least a couple verses or maybe like the subsection of the chapter that they have because typically the Bible will break down sections into like themes yeah. kind of or like stories. Um, Proverbs ain't like that because it's just bunch of it's like, literally once like one liners yeah, like that's all it is. Yeah, almost. it's just one liners. So there's no like meaning to each of the sections or anything like that. It's just a bunch of Proverbs put together. Yeah. Um, so there's not really anything outside of that verse. Um, the other verses don't have anything to do with friendship or, or brothers or anything like that. Um, but it made me think of you because obviously we've grown up together. Like our parents were friends in high school. And yeah. so that's how we started hanging out. Oh, we were born. You were born a little later, but like I was always around y'all because yeah. of your brother, Donnie and everything. Um, but you and I didn't really start to become friends until a little later. Yeah. Um, I think I was in high school probably. And you were junior high? Junior high. Because it was it was school. about the time that Donnie just started working. Yeah. Because he was like one of those that he worked as soon as he could, like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And as soon as he did, you never saw him anymore. Like, yeah. I literally, it, that was like the shift of, well, Donnie's not here, so yeah. I'm going to hang out with Doug because I'm going to still come over. 
Um, and that was kind of like the beginning of like our friendship getting a lot deeper. But uh, I like what that second half of the verse is. It talks about a brother was born at difficult times because I had a few of those moments. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, something that obviously no one knows, but like you and I have never really had a whole lot of like big arguments, disagreements. Not really. Um, I can think of a few that would kind of not really big. Like at, maybe three. We and thought they, still, they were big at yeah. the time, and they weren't. It was just us disagreeing on what yeah, we were doing. Yeah, and so we've never had those like we're gonna fight it out and it'll make us a better no. make us better friends or anything like that. But we still had hard times. Yeah. The biggest one for me was um, when I had sex in high school, yeah. and I was keeping it from everybody, um, friends, parents, you know, everyone, and it was like really putting me into. A deep depression. You were depressed. <laughs> um, and I remember the first night that I ever told anybody. It was y'all. It was at we were at Dairy Queen because we used to go. To, it was after it was after a Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, we went to Dairy Queen every every week basically. Um, and it was I remember it was you. Donnie was there, and I was kind of surprised Donnie was there because he typically never went. Yeah. Uh, to tra- he was always busy working, so he wasn't like with us a lot. Um, but it was you and Donnie and Jordan. Um. I believe Colton was there. Yeah, it was probably. like it, it was like uh, and Tristan, I believe too. Yeah. It was like us, the kind of core group. Um, and I remember w- when I finally said it, I kind of like at, in the moment I blacked out. Basically, yeah, it was you like, don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was like I just like remember blurting it out. Um, yeah. and I remember the like deafening silence that was there. Um, and I'll never forget that. And, and obviously, I love Donnie to death, but Donnie was upset with me. Yeah. Like he was one of the ones that he was kind of like, he was, he was like visibly upset. Like I could tell it made him upset. Yeah. Um, but you were like one of the first ones that was almost in a comforting manner of like, you know, okay, like this is, you know, you made your choice. Obviously it's a shock, but yeah. you know, we're going to have to deal with it and let's just kind of see where it goes, go forward. Um, you were one of the first ones. Colton was also like that. Uh, and I love both of y'all for it. But you, that was one of those first moments of, like, you showed me a lot more compassion than you probably needed or should have. Yeah. Because uh, obviously that's, like, a big thing, especially when it's, like, I'm having to tell my best friends that I've been keeping this thing and I'm lying to them, yeah. them for a couple months and stuff like this. Um, but that was one of those, like, big moments of, like, I think that deepened our friendship a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then we've had a few since then of, of, that, of that manner where, like, yeah. you – you tend to show me a lot more grace than I give credit for because I would I always think in my head like oh I'm gonna get backlash from this which is why I try and keep stuff in or yeah. and, try, and um, that was something that this verse is like that that is true it's like a brother is born of difficult times and that was I believe where the the depth of our relationship <laughs> really boils down to is like moments like that hmm. um, because you're a lot more compassionate than you like give out 10 yeah or like i say then people would think probably yeah Uh, you really are in in those moments like you like kind of it's like you flip a switch you know like compassion turns on and i don't i really don't know where that comes from i mean of course my parents were always compassionate to me Mm. and and brothers and sisters too at the same time but I, i really don't know where it comes from honestly you know i just I don't know. I, I can't give an answer as to why I was compassionate towards you in that time. And I mean, I think it's just. I think it's just a, one. It's a quality that you definitely learned. Yeah. Because uh, younger you was not. I was a jerk. Yeah, you were not very compassionate. No. Um, 
you, you had some anger issues and, and yeah. you fought through some stuff. But I, I think it was something that you learned. But, like, that was probably, like, one of the pinnacle moments for you. Because I think, I, was, I mean, I was late high school, so you were just yeah, now I think like you were into high you school. Yeah, I think you were probably junior, I think I was it was. Senior. A senior, yeah, junior. I was so senior. I was right going into freshman yeah, year. Yeah, so you were, yep. in, you were just in high school. And I think that was kind of where – because I think your, your junior high years were rough. Yeah. But then high school years, like, that's when you kind of molded into – Yeah. Uh, which I will say – and it, it ties into the quote – that I want to talk about before we get into our heavy subjects. But first of all, let's do a little catch up. Um, sports are stressing me out <laughs> at the moment. This is a, this is a left field, like left turn, but sports are stressing me out. Tonight is game seven of Texas versus Houston. Uh, I will be honest with you. I'm surprised we made it this far. Um, I don't think anyone, like anyone who looked, looked at the Texas Rangers – in the beginning of the season, even though they were, they, we were good the whole season. Yeah, but, you but weren't. no one expected <laughs> them to do this. Yeah, um, because they came off of a couple years of terrible seasons, yeah. like hundred plus lost seasons, uh, which is bad. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, that's bad. <laughs> um, and then they pull around and nearly clinch the division. Should have clinched the division. They just kind of got in their own heads. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, and, and am now in the championship series, trying to go to the World Series, like game tonight is win or go home or and it's either you're going to the world series or you're going home for both teams yeah. you know game seven um so a big stress and dude the, watching the games have been stressful for so many reasons um i would be stressed out anyway because like houston's the big rival yeah like houston is the big rival for texas um but it makes it more stressful because my friend group from dbu because they all houston no clay is he's just, the only one, one that's houston <laughs> but you know me, I don't like conflict unless it's like for fun, healthy or, conflict. Yeah. Like if it's like needed real conflict. No. This is just like we're going to joke around and piss off each other conflict basically. Yeah. Uh, and it's mainly Christian who doesn't re- who's never really watched baseball until this year when they got good. Yeah. But we call him a fair weather friend, a fan, <laughs> and he's like no, it's not. I'm like I've literally shown him the definition. I'm like you're the definition of fair weather fan. Like you're only watching because they're good um but he he denies it but he's usually the main one chirping him and tyler another guy that i used to work with they'll chirp but clay so it's like everyone like gangs up on clay and clay's like having to say stuff like to fight back and all that and it's all like good because literally every after every game either him or clay somebody says all right game over love y'all and like (laughs) they'll kind of like kill the the vibe Try to make up for all the hateful and rude things they yeah, said. Yeah, because it's like doing the and no one's no one's ever like hateful, Seriously, hateful. Yeah, man. But it's like it's stuff to get under your skin, you know. Yeah. I just don't like that. I've never liked that in sports. I'm not the guy who I'm not a chirper when it comes to sports. If I'm alone, I'll like chirp at the TV. Um, as far uh, and talking like talk like you trash like this guy sucks kind yeah. of stuff like that. But like Clay and, and Christian. They love it. They love. They'll talk crap to each oh, other yeah. constantly. See, and I don't like it either. But if I know there's somebody that's gonna make mad, like I, James, you know, he's a big Saints fan, huge. And if they lost a game to anybody, I'd be like, "How about them Saints?" You know, yeah, like yeah. I know about Kinda three like just things. To jump on his yeah, nerves a I know bit. about three things about football. 
but it's still fun to mess with people in a in a joking manner. You yeah, know? I can't I can't do it. And Clay's like the instigator. Yeah, he we always joke about it. he's like he's the best. He's the king of like stirring the pot. Oh yeah, he'll he'll jump in even if he's not a part of anything. He'll jump in real quick and then he'll back himself out. Oh. <laughs> Just let them go. He's stirring the pot um, from a distance. Oh, he does. He does, and he knows it. Um, but so him and Christian will go at it, and I, so literally I had to put that whole group chat on mute because I'm like I don't want. Yeah. 50 messages during the game. I'll still read them and stuff, but like I, it's not pinging every few seconds. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm ready. At this point, literally at this point, I don't care who wins. Uh, I'm ready for this series to be done because it's like it's more stressful than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and again, that's just obviously it's like people are like, oh, you take that way too seriously. I'm like, I really don't. But like it is one of those like this is kind of like the bragging rights for the next year kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Especially within my friend group. Like, Clay won't let us live it down, or Christian won't let him live it down, basically, what happens. Um, but it is very it's very interesting. I also had a scare. I, I, th- I think I'm in the clear now, but this week would have been, was like the first kind of close week I had to losing in fantasy. Um, <laughs> well, so, I was going to say, where are you going with so this? So I started the season 0-2. I was like, my my guys were struggling, which I didn't have my quarterback that I have in now. Yeah. Um, because I thought, because he was my backup, and then he kind of turned it up. I have Tua, uh, who's the Dolphins quarterback, who yeah. um, has been tearing it up. Um, but literally, so I, went, I started the season 0-2, and, and then I got on a four-win streak. So I've won the last four. Um, and this week was like my first week. I'm playing Gavin, uh, one of my old buddies who I used to work with. And uh, he even texted me before the week, and he goes, he's like, dude, your team scares me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, this week, I, like a couple of my really good players are on bye. Yeah, and so I was like, "Well, this might be your be- the best chance for you to beat me because I got a, a guy guys on by." But he actually had some too. He had some injured guys too. Um, so I think I'm in the clear. I think as of last night, I was up 40 points, and he has two. He has his quarterback and a wide receiver playing tonight, and I have my kicker playing tonight. Mm-hmm. So up 40 points is a good as long as both of them don't have fantastic games. Like I should be in the clear, um, but we'll just have to see. Um, so hopefully they don't just bust off with great games because Purdy did terrible last week, so hopefully he can do it again this week. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so sports have been, like, stressing me out the last couple of days. I'm so ready for – because, again, I don't care. as I don't care if us or Houston go to the World Series. Yeah. No one's beating Philly. I'm telling you right now, Philly is going to go to the World Series and no one's beating them. Just stomp everyone. Um, now, Philly hasn't clinched yet. They, they're up three games to two. Yeah. I'm – I'm absolutely gobsmacked that Arizona has come back and won two games because Philadelphia just looks like a beast. Um, they have 15 solo home runs in the postseason. Good Lord. That's only solo home runs. Literally, there's a stat that, was ta- that showed like um, last over the last two years uh, postseason home runs for the last two years, and Philly's up for 47. The next team was like – I can't even remember who um, – Maybe Arizona with, like, 17. So, literally from, like, 47 to, like, 17 to 20 maybe. And then Kyle uh, Kyle Schwarber, who's a Phillies player, and Bryce Harper, who's a Phillies player, have 11 apiece. They're literally beating That's a lot wild. of teams. Yeah, they're, uh, they're like, unstoppable right now. And so, I think whoever goes, they're not going to have a shot against Philly unless Philly just has a meltdown. Yeah. Um, but I'm so ready for this Stegum series to be over, just yeah. to be done with it. I keep seeing a lot of stuff 
on Facebook because a lot of people that are on Facebook that I'm friends with, you know, are all mainly Rangers fans. I think I might have seen like one person that was going for Houston. And I mean, I, it's just nonstop, just like Rangers this, Houston that. And I'm like, and the people bringing up the stuff from last year's World Series where the Houston's were cheating or whatever and all oh, this yeah. stuff. And, and I'm just like, you know, I don't really care enough to watch any of this, and I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, there, there's – that's not the specific reason why I don't like Houston. No. I'll say that. Because, um, like, obviously everyone brings up the cheating. Yeah. Uh, that, 2017 was the big scandal when they won, and every and that one's the one that people think they need to give up their World Series Yeah. Uh, from 2017 because, like, they don't deserve it kind of thing. Because they were blatantly cheating. Now, you ask Clay, he will defend it to the day he dies that it wasn't cheating. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like 95% of the world believes that it was cheating, and it was, um, if you look at what they were actually doing. Um, but I don't even, like, that doesn't, I'm like, take that out of consideration. They would get, they did get caught for, they have a lot high, it was either high speculation or it was actually proven that um, the catcher lot for Houston, who I don't like anyway, uh, was cheating last year in the World Series. He had corked bats. Which is illegal. Mm, yeah. Um, but it was a sticky situation because I can, I can see it going both ways. Because Albert Pujols, my favorite player ever, um, back when they changed the rules back in like maybe 2013 or 20, 20, somewhere around there, um, when they changed the specs for bats uh, to be legal or not, he was grandfathered in because yeah. he had played with a specific bat his entire career that was now a. Saying they were saying it was illegal to yeah. use it, he got grandfathered in, so he continued to use those bats. Now, I like you can that you can say, oh, that's a gray area, but I'm like, I think it was more along the lines that like, he just didn't want he loved the bats, you know? Yeah, he he felt good with them because when it comes to the cheating bats, yes, there's specific things that you can do to make it to make them pop a lot more. Yeah, um, like corking them is what they call it, is where they hollow off the inner, the, the yeah, make it light. Of it. Um, a little bit lighter. I don't think much. his were. I can't remember if his were corked or not. Or they were like a type of corked. I can't remember. Um, but they were legal as far as the specs were. Yeah. Concerned. Uh, well, last year, at some time, I don't know if it was just for the World Series or during the year, but he sent Maldonado some of his bats. I don't know if Maldonado. I don't know the story. I don't know if Maldonado asked for them. I don't know if Paul just did it because they were buddies. I yeah. don't know. Um, but so Maldonado was using those bats, which were illegal. But if in one person series. was grandfathered in, the how thing do you is, just... Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's sticky because area. it's like those were grandfathered bats. Pujols might not even... Pujols might... Like, no joke, I could see the scenario where Pujols didn't think twice about it because those yeah. are the bats that he was still using. It's like, oh, well, I'm using them, so he can use them. Yeah. No, you would grandfather... You know, so many different scenarios. I don't why, think why ma- give one player special I don't think privileges. it mattered. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of grandfathers in it, but I don't think it mattered because Maldonado is not good. <laughs> he's, he's their catcher. For a reason. He's he's their nine-hole hitter. He's not the best. Um, and Clay will tell you that. Clay's like Clay will be like, yeah, Maldonado sucks. Um, so I don't think it made much of a difference anyway. I didn't watch last year's World Series um, yeah. a whole lot, so I was like, I couldn't even tell you if it made a difference. But... Aside from that, like they, my issue with them is they have scummy players, and I'm okay with a few of them, um, but some of them are just scummy. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, Bregman is, and he came from LSU, which would be like his only like saving grace for me. But it's not. He's like, yeah. he's very arrogant. He's like, apparently, he's very. Um, 
involved with the community of Houston. Like he does things, he he gives a lot of charity. But I'm like, cool, that's cool. But he's still like an arrogant dude, like super arrogant, especially when he plays. And I just don't like that. I don't like that play style. Yeah. Um, I don't like the overly obnoxious kind of play style thing. Like there's one thing, like it's it's obviously one thing if you're good and like in those moments you're like, yeah, yeah, pumping up. But like outside of those moments, I've seen interviews where he's like cocky and he's like, bashing other people or bashing other teams See, like, stuff like that it, i just don't like that personality yeah and i mean it's perfectly fine if you're good at something to to showboat a little yeah. but there's definitely the a moment. line it's a fine line yeah. you know you gotta you gotta find it and if you're you know i mean i've never been a fan of anybody bad mouthing anybody from sports uh, yeah there's another guy yeah. named mccormick he's i hate him the most i think no. and i hate a strong word obviously but i just like him the most <laughs> because and and he proved it again a couple weeks ago there's a video that went around uh, like a couple weeks ago, I, I think they were playing Seattle, uh, which at the time was like they needed to win those games because we were all tight. He was running down to first. He grounded out. He was running to first. As they threw they threw the ball, first baseman caught it. As he passed first base, he tried to hit the ball out of the first baseman's hand. Like, plain as day, it wasn't like, a, oh, he just was swinging his arms running. No, no, plain as day, like he specifically tried to smack the ball nice. out of the glove. And I'm like, I'm like why are you doing that? I'm like – I get it; these are important games, but I'm like, you're blatantly trying to cheat, like that, like stuff like that. I'm not a fan yeah. of. He's also kind of like that cocky kind of type. I'm just not a fan of. So like, there's reasons I don't like Houston, other than the fact that they like have been caught cheating and stuff like that yeah. in the past. But this is what it is. Yeah. But sports have been kind of crazy the last yeah. couple of days. Um. So we're gonna backtrack a little bit. The question I have for you, it's not really a question. Um. It's more of an idea, and I want to see what your views are. Um, there's a tick, there's a TikTok that kind of went viral for a little bit, uh, and I saw it again the other day. And this girl, she just said she just like kind of gives us like one liner statement, and she goes, "The person you are today is the person you would have felt safe with as a kid." Hmm. It's a very very like deep, almost philosophical kind of idea. Yeah. Um, like who you are today, you would have felt safe with as a kid. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like, and, and why I say it brings back to it when we talk about the, in the Devo, talking about obviously like your change from junior high to high school was a big difference. Like that, yeah. you started to mellow out more, you know, a lot less anger. Um, you really kind of started molding yourself into into a guy, you know, got in my own to person. Be. Yeah. Um, and now more so than ever, obviously yeah. now you're married, you're very different than you used to be, um, back in high school. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great thing. But so it's like, so I was thinking about it and I was like, that is, I, I, I do believe that is true to an extent. So do you, yeah. do you agree with that? I do. Yeah. Cause I mean, like <clears throat> the things that, that I noticed when I was younger, I pay considerably more attention to things nowadays. Mm. Your apartment that we're in right now is kind of sketchy, not going to lie. Oh, yeah. But, like, I lock my car, and I'm walking this way. All of a sudden, I hear somebody running behind me, and I immediately just turn around to see what it is. When I was a kid, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, I'd just been focused on where I was going. But, like, I turned around, kind of in the ghetto. I'm not trying to get robbed, you know? And, And I'm not saying anything against it, but it was just a kid. It was just a kid. But, like, 
I, I, I pay more attention, considerably more attention than I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that goes for anybody who, who grows up just a little bit. You, you start paying attention to more things around you. But it, it goes further than that. Like um, my little niece, you know, love her to death. You know, clearly, you know, she's a child. She doesn't know what's wrong, what you can do, what you can't do, you know. But, like, and I've noticed, you know, I thought I was going to be, like, whenever I do become a dad, that I'd be a pretty relaxed, let my kid, you know, if they hurt themselves, whatever, you know, like, let them climb around on stuff. But, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I I don't let her climb on the stools or anything because I just can't stand to see her hurt. Mm -hmm. And so... Of course, you know, every, I think every guy gets a little bit of, you know, dad instinct, you know, and I think it changes, of course. It'll change probably once I have a kid, you know, like Donnie. Donnie was a heavy sleeper until he had Bellamy. Apparently, she would make a peep, like, turning over, and he would he was up. He was awake. Mm. I don't know if I'll be that way because I'm a heavy sleeper and I like sleeping, and, you know, if it's a kid, he can cry. But I, I've noticed I, I'm more concerned about the well-being of others Mm. nowadays i guess like you know if me and emily are in public you know i try to make sure she's on the side of me that's not closest to the road you know those are simple things that you know i think most guys i think do them nowadays but there's still quite a few who don't you know and of course it's the younger guys walking around with the 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 high school girls and stuff like that you know and they're all high school relationships but I pay more attention, like I said, to the things around me. And I think that's just growing up and knowing that this world kind of sucks. Mm. You know, like there is crap that can happen really fast. You know, stuff that, you know, I, I, I kind of think about and I'm like, I don't know what I would do if that were my child that, that happened to or whatever, you know. So, like, that's one of the main things that I noticed. I'm considerably more cautious than I thought I was going to be because I was a pretty reckless kid, mm. I, and I was pretty reckless through all through high school. You know, even even today, I'm so reckless sometimes. As in, not like going out and doing crazy illegal things, but you know, back when I had cars that could you know slide around for fun in the parking lot. You know, I, I remember pulling out of parking lots and I was sideways coming out of them. You know, stuff like that. You know, reckless in that way, having fun. You know, it still can be dangerous, but. Yeah, I, those are a few of the things that I, I've noticed mm. from. I, I look at it, and this is something that I've known. I, I've steadily, because I'm a little older than you, obviously. Um, I've steadily noticed this as I've gotten through my 20s. Um, I'm a lot like my dad in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and people tell me that all the time. Uh, and I'm grateful for that because that was who I felt safe with as yeah. a kid was my dad. Um, and so like, that was like always something that as I went through my early twenties and mid twenties, like I became more proud of it when people would say, Oh, you, you remind me of your dad or you, or you sound like your dad or something like that. Um, because it's like, yeah, that to that extent of like, that was someone I felt safe with as a kid. So I'm glad that I've become that person. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously I'm very, very grateful to have a father figure to want to be like, yes. um, yeah. you know, a we, lot of we people were both blessed in that. Yeah. Area. A lot of people don't have that luxury. Yeah. Um, but like that, that really is true. Cause I always answered that whenever people would talk about like, Oh, who's, um, you know, it's a like good, the who's your hero. Yeah. From who's up. Your, who do you want to be like when you go? And it, it was my dad. It wasn't just like a yeah. cop out answer, but it was like, and, and for me the same, you know, cause people have said the same, you know, like 
this is a whole nother topic, but spiritual gifts, you know, like mine is, is, is giving, not giving like, you know, yeah, sometimes it's money, but mainly like just my time, you know, like my, my dad, I mean, he bends over backwards for people that I, I just, I look at it and I'm like, I could never. And then Emily's like, shut up. Yes, you would. Mm. Like, you know, you would do that. You know, you would stop everything you're doing to go help whoever do whatever, you know? And so like, that's one of the qualities I, I'm very thankful I inherited from my dad, you know, of, of the, the giving side, you know, like, cause we were never rich growing up. That's for dang sure. But like, I still remember like whenever we would go out together and like, if my dad were there, he'd buy dinner for us just the same as your dad has done. He's been, your father was always very giving, to, especially to me, you know I mean? He helped me get a lot of stuff and do a lot of stuff whenever I was with y'all. But like, that's one of the things that like, thoroughly happy i i inherit that mm-hmm. sometimes i regret it because i'm like man i don't want to go help that person but then i'm like i get it i do it and i'm like man that felt that felt great to help that person you know so but back to the quote yeah like 100 100 percent can see that because like i said I, I'll, I also felt very safe around my dad you yeah because like no matter what he was going to figure out something or do whatever it took to to get where we needed to be you know yeah, it's a very so. interesting because again, like growing, going through my early twenties, I started to hear a lot. Like well, the biggest thing was like I sounded like my dad. Like uh, family members would tell me like, if I didn't know that was you, I would think that was your dad yeah. saying that or something. Uh, and that was to me. I was all, those were always cool moments. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm see, I'm kind of I'm growing <laughs> up a little bit. That happened to me a couple times. But it wasn't the way I wanted because it was with my mom, and she uh, thought I was my dad on the phone. <laughs> Luckily, nothing well, wild happened. Well, phone, but she's like, she's like, you sound like your dad. I'm like, what? And no. Phone is so construed anyway. Yeah. It message, but um, but yeah, those months, that was when it started. But then, like, as I've gotten in, into my late 20s, especially, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of aspects where I'm like, oh, I'm my dad in that aspect, yeah. in that moment, or something like that. Um, and so yeah, that that quote, it, it's a really cool thing to. That's kind of like a, almost an emotional moment of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, to, I did to grow, really think about like, it. Like, I did grow up to be decent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't turn out yeah. to be a crap sack. Like, um, only partial. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, that was the. I just thought, I saw that video and I was like, I'm gonna just that'll be a good. It, it segued a lot with the Devo. Yeah. Um, even though we broke it up with sports. Um, now, <clears throat> on to the question. The question of the week, I would say. Um, speaking in tongues, mm. thoughts. So let me preface a little bit, because there's a lot of different ways we can go with this. Yeah. Um, first of all, obviously, so I think I can speak for both of us saying this, that this is not a life or death conversation. No. It'll never be. Speaking in tongues or any kind of other spiritual gifts uh, in the Bible, they're not salvation um, important, yeah. I guess. Uh, that's a horrible way of phrasing it. Um, they're not they're, requirements yeah, for they're, salvation. They're not those primary issues yeah. uh, that you need to deal with. However, I did this for, like, I would say a living, but it was it was my degrees. I wouldn't get paid for it. But I, I studied this stuff. Yeah. I studied theology and and debated theology in college um for dang six seven years almost yeah um i love this stuff which is why i like talking about it i actually talked to my dad a little bit the other night 
um, about it too, just to see his thoughts. Um, but yeah, so first of all, we're talking. So in the Bible, there are two types of speaking of tongues. There's what you see at the day of Pentecost, mm-hmm. which was the disciples were able to speak in different languages yeah. that they didn't know. Um, like Spanish. Clearly didn't speak, but... Yeah, did not speak the languages, but the Spirit overcame them, and they were able to speak languages. Yeah. Man-made earthly language. Not man, well, it was God-made, whatever. Earthly we languages we that were already present yeah. that they didn't know. Like, if we were to go to Mexico and just start speaking Spanish. Yeah. That kind when, of thing. When I know muy poquito. Yeah, there's <laughs> that version. Much tiny. So there's that speaking in tongues. And then there is an angelic speaking of tongues, yeah. which is in biblical aspect, um, biblical um, idea, it's an angelic non-man language that no one understands, no yeah. one knows, is given by God, and typically it's during time of worship in the Bible, it was yeah. during a prophetic reading in the Bible, um, you needed to have a translate, Paul was Paul very specific was very about specific what you needed, you needed a translator, um, all this different stuff. That is the prophetic speaking of tongues that we're talking about. In the Bible, it was to give a prophetic word to a church or to a body or or people. Um, So that's the speaking in tongues that we're talking about, That the angelic one. Yeah. So, clearly growing up in a Baptist church, there was really no one who ever got up and started yeah, no. speaking in tongues never happened probably mm. never will would be super cool if it happened in the right way with the translator and everything like that would be freaking awesome but you know I, I just so you think it can happen I think it can I okay. think it still can because of course you know God is all-powerful I can give you all that spiel but I just don't think that I think there's a whole different side of that you know because i think our communication on how we talk to god now has changed considerably you know i mean and i think that does take part of it because i can speak directly to god you know and this was something we went over just sunday on our on i guess sunday school and everything you know we've been doing a big study but you know like i get to have direct communication with god you know like Clearly, I probably don't listen to him as much as I should, you know, mm. whenever I was growing up and making stupid choices and, and, and still to this day don't make some of the best choices, you know. But I think that has a big deal, a, a big load to take on it um, with how how that an- angelic tongue comes in so nowadays. I'll, so I'll tweak you a little bit. Um, so angelic speaking in tongues was never the direct route to talk to God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at New Testament, New Testament times, mm-hmm. the temple uh, veils torn. Yeah, um, that's already happened. They can they uh, Christians in that time knew that they could pray and yeah. be heard from God. Um, so they never looked to angelic tongues for, uh, well, this is how I talk to God. Yeah, it was again in, in biblical times. It was always a prophetic thing. Um, it was. God's wanting to speak a word to the church, yeah. like like a revelation kind of thing, um, and so yeah, so I, I get what you're saying, like, it, but it wasn't like the necessary, like, yeah. oh, well, times are different. We can talk to God now. Yeah, but because um, because after you know Jesus died on the cross, they could do that. You know, I I, I had that in the back of my mind while yeah. I was thinking. I was like, well, well so Paul yeah, was already talking yeah, about so, this. So, so Paul basically said, like, look, it's for glorification. Yeah, and 
um, revelation from God. Yeah. That, that's kind of the parameters. <clears throat> and so, like, like hmm, I'm just trying to give the best example because, like, I, I, I could, I think it could happen, but at the same time, you know, like, yes, God gives revelations to people. You know, <laughs> this one girl that was a roommate with Emily really tried to convince us that God was giving her revelations and dreams and. Like personal revelations or like yeah. this will change the church revelations? Like, well, like that she was supposed to go work for this specific nonprofit. Okay, so personal revelations. Personal, okay. not for, you know, public in the church. And and so like, and, you know, I've had dreams that are, you know, like you you have it and then something happens and you're like, holy cow, I feel like I remember that, you know, the mm-hmm. whole deja vu and all that. So, you know, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you know, we already have the whole Bible. Mm. Yes, I think God clearly reveals some things to some people, and you know, because you've heard stories about people going to the specific place in the specific country, and God revealing something great to them, and, and it's a, a whole community of people that need to hear the word of God, and then the whole place comes to know Christ. You yeah. know, like you've heard of those. So, like, I guess, like I said, like we have everything God has for us in the Bible, you know, he tells us everything from beginning to the end with revelation on how the world's going to end, you know, don't know when, but we know what's going to happen during that time. And so like, I, I just, it's one of those weird things. Like it would be super, like I said, super awesome if it did happen, you know, and I could be a part of that. Like that would be ridiculously cool. But I kind of feel like normally nowadays it's like the personal, you know, like, oh, God revealed this to me in a dream. And, you know, I, I can kind of get behind those if they're not glorifying you. Mm. You know, clearly God is not going to give you a dream to glorify yourself and build yourself up to be, you know, the next Joel Olstein, you know, sort of deal. You know, so, like, <laughs> really cool if it happened, but I don't I don't see it happening. That's and, pretty much my dad's take last yeah. night. Um, so <clears throat> there are two train of thoughts. Um for uh, specifically, um, so they call it cessationalism mm-hmm. or continuationism. Uh, I believe I can't. Those remember are big those words. Are the actual phrase. So those are types of beliefs, basically. Yeah. Um, I subsections of theology, basically. So continuationism, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. The sp- spiritual gifts, specifically talking about the prophetic ones, so mm-hmm. like healing, speaking in tongues. Um, getting a prophecy from like prophetic words um those are all still relevant today they still happen yes. today that's what continuationism is I, I can lean towards that i am kind of in the middle mm-hmm. between continuationism and cessationalism cessationalism is that they're not needed anymore so they've ceased um so and here's 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 why <laughs> so first of all Obviously, what you said earlier, God can do whatever the crap he wants. You dang right. Uh, so, <laughs> pardon my French, but if he wants to do something, he'll do it. Yeah. Um, there are reasons why, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of walk through some of the theories of why. Um, and I fleshed a couple of these out during college. So, I'm, I believe that, um, so the, the, there's like four main kind of prophetic spiritual gifts mm-hmm. that you look about because because there, there's a lot of spiritual gifts yeah. in the bible there's a lot of different areas that you can look at for the spiritual gifts um the prophetic spiritual gifts are specifically like obviously getting a pro- like prophecy 
um, speaking in tongues, and they're talking about the angelic, not yeah. the English, Spanish kind of speaking in tongues. Um, healing and uh, discernment of the spirit. Discernment of the spirit is the only one that I disagree with cessationalism about. Um, because they say that all of those have ceased because they're not important anymore. Yeah. I think everyone needs discernment of the spirit. Yeah. Um, I think some people are better at it. I think some people are more in tune yeah. with the discernment of the spirit because that's because discernment of the spirit is one of those um, spiritual gifts that you get if you're like a preacher most of the time. Yeah. Like when I took it, when we took it all in high school, when Gara had us take it, those those tests, um, I had a lot of like preaching, prophecy discernment of the spirit stuff like that. everything that kind of lines with teaching or, or vocational ministry kind of thing um so i think everyone kind of needs discernment of the spirit yeah and even if you're not great at it i think you still need it yeah, and that, um, that that's just used for you can use discernment just to how how you interpret scripture you yeah know? like that's how you grow yeah you know and so that one's the main one that i disagree with as part as far as cessationalism goes yeah um the other ones i can kind of get behind because so we'll kind of break I'm break it down real quick. So speaking in tongues, the main one that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, again, biblically, one, Paul had a ton of boundaries. He wrote out boundaries. He's saying if you're speaking in tongues, it can it's only one person. It's yeah. not a congregation. Like it's it, not gibberish. It's not gibberish. Um, well, it can sound like it, but it's not. Yeah. But then you have a separate person. Who is the translator? Yeah. Can't be the same person. That's something like, so John Piper, I, I saw on in an interview he did that he said that it could be the same person. Tra- I, that's not biblical. No. It has to be a separate person yeah. uh, translating because then it's like, well, who knows what the first person is making up. Yeah. Um, so there had to be another translator, if not more than one other translator. Um, and so along with that, there, there are like different guidelines basically to it. Yeah. Um, However, when you're looking at that angelic speaking of tongues, again, biblically, there is a few ways to do it. There was, it was for glorification mm-hmm. um, and, and edifying your spirit, um, which I believe in personal revelation. I believe that like what your, Emily's roommate talked about, like I got dreams. Stuff like, I do believe that stuff happens. Yeah. Um, I tend to not try and focus on like signs because I always used to look for them. Yeah. But... I do God, think it give me a sign. I think God gives us personal revelations about where to go, what to do, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I don't believe that we need new revelations uh, as a as a body, uh, which was the the other main idea behind speaking in tongues for the angelic. It was to give the church a revelation from God. I think aligning what what you said a second ago, we have the Bible. We have everything we're ever going to need. It says it's the complete book. It yeah. says in Revelations, do not take away or add to. Um, we have the revelation of God. Yeah. Therefore, I don't think that we need an angelic speaking of tongues to get revelations from God anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that mentality of I can see if it has ceased and that we don't have that yeah. spiritual gift anymore because we have the Bible. We have all the revelation we're ever going to need. Um Again, I I agree that God can do whatever He wants. Yeah. Anything can happen, so I'm never going to Write say it off that completely. doesn't happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I'm going to say if you come to me and show me a video of someone speaking in tongues, probably not real. Yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, 
but so that that's why I think that it's not needed anymore is because we have the Bible. We have the yeah. full Bible. Back then, they didn't have the full Bible. They yeah. just had the first couple of books. So they needed new revelations from God to figure yeah. out what are we doing next. Uh, we don't need that, uh, which is my understanding, which is my kind of theory of why we don't need that. And a lot of people yeah. think that. A lot of people, that's, that's, that's aligned what with I a lot like. of people's beliefs. Um, so that one's for the speaking tongues. The next one uh, for, like, healing um, – I believe in healing through prayer yeah. and God's timing. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that Joe Bob can put his hand on your chest and heal you. Yeah. Um, I believe that I personally believe, and me and Dad talked about this a little bit last night, and he wasn't really, he, we, we disagreed a little bit on this, and I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Because um, I, I personally like it when, not that I love it, but like I'm okay with it if I disagree with my parents on some stuff. Oh, yeah. When it comes to theology, you know? Um but, um, like, healing, I believe that that was specific to Jesus and the apostles. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the disciples. I'm talking about apostles. They were different. Jesus, obviously, they're the 12, regardless. Yeah. And we we call them the 12 disciples or apostles, depending on. But you and I are disciples. We are not apostles. Yeah. Um, any follower of Jesus after Jesus' death, besides Paul, um, who did not see, walk, and talk with Jesus, who did not see him in the flesh, is a disciple. They're not apostles. Yeah. That was one of the core, I believe it was Peter who brought up those kind of guidelines for, to be an apostle, and part of it was you had to be around when Jesus was in person doing his ministry. Yeah. Paul got the exception because he spent time with God in uh, seclusion when he was doing his yeah. studying whatever for three saw three God years. in different ways yeah you know uh, and I believe he might have seen Jesus I I, I believe because again nope. they Peter acknowledged him as an apostle and yet Peter said if you didn't see Jesus in real life you're not an apostle so I think that I think that draws that line of Jesus probably was there around Paul um, there's nothing that says he wasn't you know we don't know what he did in those three years of studying yeah. we just know that he spent time with God it could have been in Jesus the flesh um, but yeah, so so that automatically disclaims that like, because I had I remember a guy I used to work with thought that we were apostles, not disciples. I'm like, no, I'm like there's specific guidelines that say no one alive can be an apostle because we never saw Jesus yeah. in, in in his ministry. And that was one of the things. Um, the other thing is when you're looking at biblical healing <clears throat> specifically. Um, when you look at the, the verses where it talks about Jesus saying you will be able to heal, you will be able to take sickness away, those are typically in the sections, and I believe there might they might only be in the sections when he gave that command mm-hmm. um, to the twelve apostles, or the I believe he called like a, a hundred, couple hundred people as yeah. apostles to, and he sent them all out and said, "Hey, go." It was yeah. like a mass of people. Um, yeah, those are also apostles because in that section of the bible where it says and i believe that the subsection is probably like calling of the 12 or calling of the apostles or whatever um jesus specifically says you'll be able to cast out demons you'll be able to heal the sick you'll be able to do this he gave them he specifically gave them that power um that's my reasoning for why we can't do it or or we don't do it is because we're not apostles yeah because Um, and and, and when you notice like like with the, the spirit that they were trying to cast out. And, you know, then, of course, you have different ways of this one only comes through fasting and, and mm. prayer. You know, clearly, even the people that had the power couldn't get it to work because yeah. they didn't understand it. Yeah. You know, and so 
like you said, you know, I agree with you on the, you know, yeah, I 100% believe in the power of prayer. I mean, we've heard stories of people, you know, that whether our parents know them or the church knows them, that, you know, so-and-so had stage four cancer, like this was it, like, and then three weeks before they go in to have the final surgery that they could possibly die on the table, and they do their scan, and there's nothing there. Hmm. 100% believe in that stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, that is... That is the Lord clearly doing a miracle, you know, not somebody laying hands on them and praying it, praying that the cancer just goes away and it just happens because yeah. that person prayed. Yeah, and, and it's not, yeah, and it's not even, obviously, again, like, there's situations of, like, cause, so the biggest example, and Christian fought me on this, because Christian was always more um, uh, charismatic. Yeah. And so he believed in all that stuff. Especially when we first met, he was really into it. Um, but he's he's kind of like con- gone more conservative a little bit over the years. Um, one of the things that he says, and, and I always tell him after, whenever we would argue or discuss or whatever, I'd always tell him like, dude, trust what you see. Yeah. Because he would always try and come up to like to me with videos of like this person running out of her wheelchair. I'm like, cool, that's staged. I promise you that's staged. Yeah. Um, because it's like, one, why are you film- filming it, huh? Like, like that always irked me, like, to no end. Yeah. It's like, why are you filming it? I'm like, clearly that's just for some clout that you want. Um, but he was like, nah, man, it's real. So he went to, there's a place called Upper Room, which cracked me up anyway because they called it, they, they were very, very, very charismatic. Like, they had healing nights and, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, very charismatic. It cracked me up because they didn't even understand their own theology because they called themselves the Upper Room. Because they believed that to show your spirituality and be healed, you had to have an angelic speaking of tongues moment. Like you needed speaking in tongues was a part of that, and that's why they called themselves Upper Room because it was modeled after the Day of Pentecost. And I'm like, well, the Day of Pentecost is about speaking a different language. earthly language, yeah. not an angelic tongue. So I'm like, your whole like the- theology behind the why, why you named yourselves isn't even right. Um, but I'm like that. Uh, besides that, but so he went to one of the healing nights that they had um and he told me he's like he's like so like and he kind of like he was like man he's like so he always did mma he grew up doing mma yeah he was like i hurt my ankle one time like really bad doing mma and like i don't know if he broke it or sprained it but he's like it healed but it never felt right again like it popped all the time it it hurt yeah um like it was just issue he was like uh he's like my my ankle got healed tonight uh he came back and he he was like he was like we were we were in a time he's like we were praying and uh, the guy on stage was saying, he's like, anyone with broken bones, doing, doing this whole spiel of, like, anyone with broken bones. And he said, at, at the time, our other roommate, who was also with him, who was all into that stuff, he said his name uh, was Jeremiah. He's like, Jeremiah put his hand on my ankle because I, I was, like, one of the ones that kind of got down and was, like, started praying. He's like, he put his hands on my ankle. He's like, I felt a pop, and my ankle feels great. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, He's like, he's like, so you can't tell me that healing's not real. I'm like, I never said healing's not real. I'm like, but I'm like, but it is a coincidence, don't you think, that it was a prayer circle, basically. Um, I'm like, I, I'm like, there are two wor- ways that I believe that that healing happened. Yeah. Through the prayer, and God wanted to heal your ankle. Like, yeah. th- that, that's what it was. Did he ever have problems with it again? No, he hasn't. Oh, that's cool. um, I was like, I don't believe Jeremiah's hand being on your ankle healed your ankle. Yeah. I'm like, that's the healing that I don't agree with. The Todd White healing, the Benny Hinn healing, the let me push you down and the spirit will take Smack over you. Smack you on and, the head. Yeah, and it'll <laughs> heal you. That, I'm like, that's the healing. I'm like, and so like I always tell him, I'm like, trust what you believe. I'm like, trust what you see. 
Yeah. Believe in what you see. If your ankle got healed, great. I'm happy for you. I hope it like strengthens your faith. But I'm like, don't like show me these videos yeah. of people running out of their wheelchairs. Just I'm like, because I'm like, I know that's all fake. Yeah. I'm like that stuff. And th- and that was something that my dad brought up was he's like, dude, like the bad thing is he's like, because dad's like you. He's like, uh, he's like, I think it can happen. He's like, I don't think it does a whole lot. But he's yeah. like, I think like, it's few and far between. One of the big issues is the desensitization of it. Yeah. You know, America's just run off with it like it's a big publicity stunt. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what kills it, you know? Um, and so, like, and, and, and same with the speaking in tongues. Like, that's kind of what kills it. It's like you have churches who will cite speaking in tongues, or you'll have churches who will teach you speaking in tongues. How do you teach a language you're not supposed to know? Yeah. It's like that doesn't logically make sense. Um, I think there's a I think there's a lot of like showmanship in it nowadays, yeah. which does desensitize it. Um, but I, I so like my agreement with that cessationalism stuff is I I, I looked up looked up stuff. I have my theories. They're yeah. fa- they're, I made sure they were backed biblically. Um, I think that's even if not quote technically like proven biblically, yeah. like you can point to that and say, well, that's that's a strong yeah. argument. Um, but man, I think, and this was me for a while. Cause like when I first met Christian, I hated those conversations cause they always turned into arguments, but that was my fault. Yeah. Um, that was cause I was still having to learn. He like, like living with Christian really, really taught me how to peacefully debate yeah. theology because I was struggling because at the time I was still kind of like closed minded in a lot of my faith. Yeah. Um, but he also didn't know a whole lot of scripture, so like he couldn't argue scripture to back it up. Yeah, and that's what I was told him. I was like, I'm like, dude, you need to back up your stuff, or this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, um, and, we're just going to yell at each other. Even, basically, even then, it sounds like still sometimes he didn't even use scripture to back it up. He used uh, what other people said or what he yeah. found. Yeah, and, and and he and both of us like he learned that okay, let me look up scripture to back yeah. it up, and I had to learn okay, let me be a little more patient. And and yeah. let me not be so close minded at this and just shut it down kind of yeah. thing. So But it's a uh, so 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 you are you obviously again it's like obviously God can do whatever he wants. Course. It can happen. Yes. But you don't think it's I don't, very prevalent. I think it's if it does happen, it's very few and far between. Mm. You know, and, and even then sometimes I feel like if it does happen, it's more along the lines of God is giving somebody a personal revelation, you know, or maybe a couple of people, you know, because like again, you have the people that find the communities or go go somewhere that God told them, hey, you're going to go here, and how He did it was through a dream or revelation, something like that. I don't. But do I you, don't, think, you, do you I don't, think it's that angelic speaking in tongues? No. Okay. No, I I, I personally don't. Because I was I believe in the the dream. I mean, you hear stories about yeah. people overseas talking about, oh, I had this dream and Jesus was in my dream kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that ha- I believe that happens. Yeah. That's also why I don't agree with because they talk about the prophecy uh, being not used anymore. Yeah. So, like, the prophecy, I think it could be different areas used. Uh, and then, obviously, discernment of the spirit. Yeah. Obviously, I think we need that. Um, so, I'm kind of, like, in the middle. Yeah. In, like, a middle ground of, of those two ideas. Which is funny because, like, I find myself in the middle ground of a lot of different things. Like, the being... Um, a Calvinist or an Armenian, like I'm in the middle, like I'm not one or the other. Oh, dude, you should talk to Tim about that. Um, I think we have. We My father-in-law have is so. You talking about discernment of the spirit? Dude can talk so far above my level. 
it's insane. Oh, yeah, that was one of the things. See, that was why I always enjoyed his sermons. He's um, deep. He makes you think. You, he you makes will, you— He will not have a sermon where you are not thinking he, about something. He makes you, like— <laughs> like, like, do, like, 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 almost doze off because, like, he takes like ten hours to think of yeah. stuff. Sometimes he's a little um, slow to get to his point, but, but, but he was like Tim in that aspect. The other Tim yeah. in that aspect of like he could talk over your head, which I was okay with because again, yeah. like I, I did my time. I studied this, so I knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, or even if I didn't have the, I, I could figure out the context of it. Yeah, uh, which a lot of people didn't like because, like, obviously, I think there's a time and place for that. Yeah. But, that's, I a always whole, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I always enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, he he's, like you said, you know, spiritually gifted in a way of discerning, you know, taking the Lord's words mm. and, and bringing them to the level of different people. Because you have people in the church like you and Gara and them who, who have that theological base on stuff and, and think deeper than others. And then you have people like me who are like, I'm stupid, break it down even further for me, you know. But again, subject for a whole nother time. Yeah, but, yeah. We're, yeah. Dude, speaking of time, we're right at about an hour. Sweet. Dude, I think that was a good conversation. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm glad, but I'm very interested that you had a lot of. Yeah. You, you're kind of pretty much like aware my dad was. Yeah, like uh, when I talked to him last night. Again, you know, I feel like if the Lord is willing and the Lord wants to give somebody an angelic, you know, speaking in tongues moment. Because, dude, if that happened and, like, it was, like, it lined up with Scripture, you know, say that happened in, in church this next Sunday. If it lined up with Scripture, dude, like, that would do nothing but strengthen my faith. Mm. If, it, if it follows God's guidelines, yeah. you know, that Paul gave us and Paul wrote out from God, you know. So, like, yeah, that would be super awesome. But I, I do believe that the considerably more that it happens considerably, you know, probably consistently, the whole, you know, somebody's praying, you know, to these people who speak— Chinese, Japanese, mm. man. The other type of tongues, yeah. The other type. I believe that happens considerably more often. Oh, yeah. I think that I, I personally believe in that one a lot. You know, because, like, we have people here, you know, that go over to, you know, countries, you know, that we might know the names of or might not. And they're like, I remember I was pre praying and I'm speaking English, but all these people that speak this language clearly understood what I mm. said. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, yeah, that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, I believe I, in that one a I whole definitely, lot. I think it's more prevalent overseas. Yeah, um, not in the U.S. That that's the thing. And again, that kind of all goes down to like, uh, as a whole, the United States, like faith wise, just yeah, we're pretty garbage. It, it ain't deep. Yeah, no. I, I think we I think we desensitize a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, and, and close ourselves off to a lot of things happening. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, but, dude, that was a great conversation. Yeah. I like that one. That was a good one. Um, we got some others. Man, everybody who's listening, thank you. Uh, all 12 of you, I don't know who you are, but I love you. Um, we'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah.